Hello, hello. I am so excited today to open up our podcast, Wonder Women in Business. And do we have a woman in the house today? I am just absolutely thrilled to be able to have this conversation with this Wonder Woman. Her name is Tiffany Castagno, and she can correct me if I've uh, pronounced her name incorrectly. Uh, but this woman is the chief executive officer and funder of CEPHR LLC, which is a human resource consulting firm based on values of integrity, trust, empathy, and active listening. And boy, do I love that active listening. Uh, I am going to welcome Tiffany to this great conversation today and ask her to start us off by telling us more about herself in terms of what she does in this role, what the organization does, and how she wants to move forward. Thank you, Natalie. What a wonderful, warm welcome. I am so grateful to be here with you today and love this podcast. Super excited to be here. So thank you. So yes, Suffer is uh, my business and I am CEO and founder. I started it as a pandemic project unintentionally. So <laughs> someone described it as a pandemic project to me and they said, oh, so you want to start a pandemic project? And I said, oh, well, I didn't think of it that way. Um, but it's been a joy and gift to support our small to medium enterprises of zero to a thousand, whether that's a new founder, someone who doesn't have HR, someone who has HR in place, but maybe they have a junior or a lean team. So all industries I support nationally, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, SEFR is actually an acronym for Cultivating the Evolution of Professional HR, which I believe so firmly in. I do so much work in the HR community, a lot of work uh, with Culture First around cultures, making connections and human connections in the workplace. So really helping organizations to build their infrastructure, strong teams, brands, and cultures. And that's a lot of fun. We want people to be able to come to work whole and leave the same way um, and to not be ruined in, in the process. So that's my goal in helping these companies build their strong employer brands. And I enjoy doing that. And I've been doing it for 13 years now. Wow. You see, nothing happens by mistake. So you've been on an incredible journey. Um, and the pandemic just really seemed to open up a path forward for you to do what you do best. I'm so uh, excited to keep talking about this because you and I have seen how this pandemic has blaringly um, showed that there is a gap in terms of the human part of our HR function because over time that changed and now you are part of a new wave. So this is really, really exciting. So I um, wanna ask you a little bit about some of those hurdles because you gave birth to this in the midst of the most chaotic time that most of us have ever, ever known. And the, your audience, which is that medium and small business firm is the one that really lacked love and maybe lacked uh, a lot of rigor around that function. So tell us a little bit about this journey and the challenges that you had to overcome, the setbacks beyond people saying, okay, so this is your pandemic project, <laughs> um, which, you know, uh, share with us, if you would, about those challenges in, on this journey. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the space and the, uh, the honor to, to share that. I believe our stories are so powerful and in the interest of diversity, equity, and inclusion, like it, it feels good to be acknowledged, to be included, to have our voices heard. And that, that's been a very real part of my journey. I've not always had that opportunity where I feel like I call this uh, where I was allowed to shine or allowed to be celebrated and elevated. So I absolutely agree with you that these gaps have now um, in humanity and how we've treated people in the workplace have now come to full light. And the beauty in what I do and what I love to do that just lights me up every day is to help these leaders understand, to see different perspectives, to hear both the leadership's perspective and help them move along the way and guide and coach, but also to help employees understand uh, some of those difficult decisions, especially the past year that these organizations have had to make. And I'm blessed with clients who get that, who want to do the right things, who want to build strong cultures, who they don't have turnover issues, but I do work with people who do. Um, and so it's been just a gift to really understand how to help people lock in mechanisms that either didn't exist, that maybe aren't working well, and to help understand that sometimes it's not the person when we talk about performance and things of that nature, sometimes it's the process that's broken. So just today I had a conversation with a client on process fairness and um, kind of fair and just principles around that. And so it's just, it's a beautiful process. I love to co-create with my clients. It's not me saying, here's this off the shelf Thing, I really co-create that whole process with them. And we look at where are you now? What's ideal state? Um, and what do we need to make happen to get there? And it's just beautiful. Tiffany, this is great because as we emerge from the pandemic, there are so many landmines that are clearly out there uh, because a lot of companies want to do the right thing. They just don't know how. And then as you alluded to, a lot of employees, a lot of women um, who are struggling to say, I don't know how I'm going to get back into the workforce and meet the expectations of these employers. So this is a very challenging time to have this dialogue. Um, mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you think women need to understand? Because, you know, I personally think we need to give a little extra love and a big extra push to help other women we would normally talk about how we lift other women up in business, but how do we talk to women who are looking to go back into the workforce and really need to get a good sense of how do I move forward? What can I say? What can't I say? What's realistic? Okay, that's a lot, but do your best <laughs> with kind of helping us understand, okay, how do we even start this process? <laughs> It's, this is such a powerful question, Natalie. I always talk about loving a good, curious and powerful question. And I think that a lot of it starts with our own self-confidence. There, the imposter syndrome, I know some people don't like that word, but it is, it is very easily identifiable for all of us. It is so real. And you asked me too about like hurdles and challenges that I face, and that has been a big one. Um, quieting that voice inside sometimes can be, um, and knowing who to go to, um, especially I'm a solopreneur, so we need people in our network, so leveraging other women. I am a fan of, of saying, obviously, tactfully in the workplace, professionally, but it's okay to be direct. It's okay to come with your emotions and your full self, and I think that that is what's been hard for women who are transitioning back into the workforce to not know 
you know, what is going to happen? How, how confident can I be? How much of myself do I have to give up? How much of myself can I put out there? And so it becomes where people feel like they have to be two different people, which it should never be. If we're doing the right things in the workplace and we're offering mentorship to women, we are seeking out opportunities to promote them, um, especially if they've been out of the workforce for a long time. And I'd love to say that discrimination doesn't happen based on age or women in their childbearing years, but it still does. And that's a lot of the things that I try to break down to help people think differently and not to make assumptions. We all come with bias, but I would say just having that confidence to, to show up as yourself, to shine, um, and let that light be, be shown. We're all different and unique for different reasons. And I just would say, like, don't hold yourself back because of others um, and don't compare yourself to others. That's, that was a huge hurdle in entrepreneurship that I had to quickly get over. I need a swift kick. And I'm glad that I, I nipped that in the bud. I, I think that's great because the area that you're working on, HR, is not new, but there is significant work that needs to be done in some niche areas. Mm -hmm. And I think that you hit it right on the head by saying, you know what, I'm bringing my core values into this equation because this is what is missing in terms of the heart, the focus, the things that will enable both the business and the woman to thrive together. You know, if we're honest about these values and, you know, so tell, tell me a little bit about that maybe value conversation that you have with your clients. And so on the small business side, because we do have a lot of, I love the solopreneurs who yeah. may be listening, um, as well as other women who are like, you know what, where I am, this isn't working for me. And I'm feeling now that the type of organization I want to work with has to align with my value system. Are you hearing that from some of your clients? And if not, how do you break the news to them that, you know, the world has changed? <laughs> I, I truly am blessed with the clients that I have where they, they get it because the clients that I want to work with, even if they're not there and they need a guide, that's what my job is, but they have to aspire to do the right thing. They have to aspire to connect in with their mission, vision, and values and to not just have it on the wall or the website, but what is it representative of? Are you actually living that out? Because if I talk to your employees and they tell me that you're not, well, then, you know, that is when that conversation comes in and it's, it's a tough conversation. I don't, I haven't had to have it within my client base. Um, and I have had to have it in other organizations that I was a part of to say this, you, there's a gap between where you think you are and how you're leading and how your team is perceiving it, especially women, women are disproportionately impacted yet to this day. Um, and so to just help say, this is the way that you could mentor. This is, you know, these are opportunities that you can look out for to help support, you know, a woman um, and celebrating where you're at right now, because sometimes we go and look for diversity or other things outside of the organization. And we've left the whole team behind who's sitting right within the, our doors. And so those are tough conversations that I've had to have as well, but those values, I try to always center my clients around their mission, value, vision, values, which I always am 
abbreviating MVV. I write it a lot because for me and my own organization, that's why my values are right up front. I want clients and prospects to know this is how I work. And if that makes us not a fit, that is okay too. I hope you find your way on your journey. But the clients themselves, these organizations have to live by their values or employees will perceive them as disingenuous. They will be disengaged. They won't be productive. That is going to impact your bottom line. And then they're going to leave you. And that's even turnover is expensive. So um, it's, I, I try to impress upon people just how important that is and to make sure leadership's aligned. Because sometimes if they're not, that can be damaging to the culture as well. Oh, you absolutely need that buy-in from the top. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, they really need to, to walk the talk um, mm-hmm. to be able to be successful, to move forward. Uh, awesome. You clearly are a woman who is walking the talk. So um, let's let get into a little more of Tiffany so we can get to understand the power behind this Wonder Woman. Tiffany, what would you say absolutely excites you right now? You've got a lot going on all on the positive side. You're clearly on a great trajectory, but what is it that absolutely excites you? It's doing what I'm doing now and working with my clients, having built this this little pandemic project up. It's been growing uh, over the past year and just the excitement to know the type of impact I have. And while I didn't necessarily intentionally plan to be doing this full-time at this point, It's always been with me and nagging at me a little bit. The level of impact that I knew I could make that I wasn't able to do just in one organization and just the true connection that I feel to my community in such a bigger way is so important. And and it just lights me up every single day. It just, it fills my soul and I need to have that meaning and purpose in work for me and in career. And um, it shows people, people really talk about that a lot and, and they can feel the values that I live out and they feel this connection. Community is super important to me. So it definitely excites me. I love that. I'm, I'm very, very also committed to purposeful work. Um, and now that we have the opportunity to do more of that, because there is a, a new trend and turning in our societies, I think that's really, really encouraging. But before we got there, you and I know that we had a different journey to bring us to where we are today. Um, My quick backdrop is originally being in corporate America for over 30 years and then um, being invited to leave by my employer uh, Mm -hmm. based on maybe the feelings of one individual, but making my way into the nonprofit space and work that I truly enjoy like you. So I want to ask you a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, about your story, about you, Tiffany, and your journey to this point. Um, Yep, we know it's a pandemic project, and you're like, well, I didn't think I'd be doing this full time, but what what preceded that? How did you, what was, what's your story? What, what's interesting about your journey that you'd like to share with those listening today? Thank you again for that invitation. I, Um, I I feel like HR has been in my blood, even though I had a career in uh, medical billing for six and a half years and then one in legal billing uh, after that. So as long as I've been in HR for 13 years, I had (laughs) two other kind of stints um, for just that long. Um, And really what pushed me into HR, and I'm glad that I had this push, is that I wasn't finding that I was getting the the knowledge, the follow-up, the empathy in my employment experience. And I'm like, 
this, there has to be more to how we treat people in the workplace than this. Now, I've come from corporate America backgrounds. I work for small uh, organizations, medium-sized organizations myself, for-profit, non-profit, both public and private sector. And I think that for me, what was missing was always that empathy and, and even the knowledge or follow-up. And it's not that people have to know it all. None of us do. Um, it's why we can grow and develop. But the desire to be hungry for that knowledge and to make sure the person is taken care of was not there. And being the person that I am, I'm an empath. I have always just surrounded myself with people. I'm very extroverted. And I was like, people deserve to be treated better. And then I went through my share of uh, toxicity in the workplace. I went through a couple of workplace-induced uh, stress and anxiety and depression. And I decided like, at some point, there, there has to be something different that's going to happen here. And there has to be something to be... Um, you know, there's just a lot left to be desired for people. And so I wanted to change that because I know what my experience was at the end of the day. Um, and that shouldn't be the experience other people have. So I started out as an HR coordinator and then I moved into um, an HR generalist role. And it was very hard for me to crack into HR. <laughs> people wanted that experience. And so I finally got my master's degree. I got a bachelor's in HR um, and a minor in communications and adult ed. And then I went on to get my master's in uh, HR and labor relations because I just love HR so much, couldn't get enough. Um, but what really tipped it for me was having good mentorship in, in leadership that I had, letting me stay outside of my comfort zone, making me stay outside of my comfort zone when I didn't want to present. And they said, you're ready, go. Um, and just having people believe in you at that level, right? It's so important. Uh, and then I got my HR certification and then that really took it to the next level because now it was like, okay, she might know a few things. We'll, we'll see. She's got a little bit of experience. We'll let her play. And being an HR department of one will teach you a lot of things. Working in a startup fast tracks you as well. Um, so move from a generalist and business partner where I really thrive. And I love being in those roles because it allowed me to soak up a lot of things. I never intentionally specialized. I wanted to know as much as I could. Um, and then that led me into leadership. And um, now today uh, in the pandemic project, unintentionally. <laughs> Coming from a whole different angle, which is, you know, really promoting the positive aspect of treating human capital like the gold that it really is. So um, that's awesome. Along the way, uh, you know, I, I can read through the, the tea leaves. There, there was risk. Um, and you probably had a few memorable epic fails. We'll call them falls because I did read that we really shouldn't call it fall, failing. We should call it falling forward because when you fall forward, there's a learning there, right? And you hopefully pick yourself up from a fall and do something differently in a bigger, better way. So is there a fall forward moment that you can share with us or reflect on that really like, boy, did I learn from that one? And yeah, that will never happen again. Uh, or you know what, bring it on because I'll be ready for it the next time. <laughs> wow, I feel like I've had so many and yet I'm trying to pull from one experience, but I love, I love falling forward because I, I always struggle with, with failure too because it has such a negative, connotation. Um, 
And for me, honestly, it's probably a com combination, a compilation of um, many little falls, but understanding that I had to get back up. And within that, I didn't necessarily for a long time have the confidence to get back up. I thought I just had to kind of receive what was what was being uh, what I called done onto me um, in these toxic workplaces. I thought, you know, I started internalizing that um, until one point I realized why it's this, you know, and then I saw this toxic cycle repeat itself. And I thought, why am I internalizing this? It's not me. At the end of the day, I know I've given my best and that's what we should all aspire to do is be the best version of ourselves. I've done that. My work is done. And learning to let go because I'm not a quitter. And it was very hard for me to learn to let go and to really like pour into myself, to believe in myself and to advocate for myself. And then once I was able to advocate for myself, I was able to then advocate for others. But I think before, you know, there's an early part of my career where I wouldn't necessarily take risks um, or that confidence because of myself. And I'm pretty quickly kind of snapped out of that once, once, once the epiphany came, then it was like, game on, let's do this. We're disrupting some stuff and I've been doing it ever since. And, and, and not always popular, right? Like people don't always like that. Um, I've had some, some bumping of heads, but very principled and I will always do the right thing. And so for me, that's worth it in the end. I love that. And, and as a solopreneur, you are your brand. So, yes. you know, just moving forward is uh, incredible and working through those headbutts, um, that's par for the course. So what is it that inspired you? If there was one thing that you could look back personally a point of inspiration for you, whether it be something or someone, what was that inspiration for Tiffany, the woman, the Wonder Woman herself? So not so much the concept of HR or the work, but what is your ins inspiring point? Who was that or what was that uh, point of inspiration for you? I would definitely have to say that it was my dad because everything that I do is centered around how he just so fiercely believed in me. So I lost my dad like five years ago and it's still tough. He was just my biggest cheerleader, just would literally be like, you are the apple of my eye. You can do whatever you want to do. And he would say, you're my daughter. You can do whatever you want. He'd parade me in rooms like and just beam with delight. He was just so proud. Um, and to have somebody believe in you like that, even if I'm like, daddy, I had another bad day at work. I don't know what I did wrong. Why is this? And he's like, you got this. And if they don't appreciate you, move on. You don't deserve to be treated like this. And so even in my own work, this propels me forward and it gives me the strength to help other people too. Um, while facing my own challenges of like, how do you do this content marketing thing as a solopreneur? How do you continue to build a pipeline? All the things I didn't know and still am learning. Um, I feel so passionate because of his belief in me. Um, and I believe that people were placed in my life uh, for a reason. Uh, there, I've had leaders who have really um, pushed me out of my comfort zone, as I said, and who helped me in my womanhood, other women leaders, other Black women leaders who helped shape that for me um, and, and really believed in me so that I could believe in myself. And I needed that. That was like 
a lever that had to be pulled so I could go to the next level. So I'm very grateful. And um, yes, I know my dad's always looking down on me. I'm so glad you had that rock of inspiration. And, you know, I'm sure that he's proud of you too, looking down and going, that's my girl. <laughs> or, or what I tell you. So that voice in your head, that's, that's amazing. Tiffany, before we end the conversation, there are two things I really want to ask you. First is a very interesting, surprising, remarkable fact that no one would ever know about you um, unless you told them. So we want a little surprise debut uh, in terms of something we didn't know uh, that you want to share. And then before we wrap up, I really want you to tell people how to connect with you or what you'd like them to do in terms of getting to know more about you and what you offer. So those two things are a little surprise fact and <laughs> how we can continue to engage with you or connect with you. Yes. So um, I feel like I have a lot of like quirks and things, but, um, and I love animals. I'm a pet lover, but not many people probably know, but they will now. I live with a pet that has attacked me four times. So I have this cat who loves me, who snuggles up with me at night and she adores my husband and I. We've had her since she was a kitten, we used to bully our dog. However, she has come after me four times and she still lives here. And, and so she's 12 and we'll see how the rest of this goes. But she, she's sweet when she wants to be, but she can be a little feisty like me. So I got to respect that, right? You know, <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. You, you tolerate the tigress in her. So I that's do. Good. She's fierce. Okay. There you go. I embrace ferocity. <laughs> Excellent. And how do we connect and, and stay in touch with you? What do you want those listening to know about connecting with Tiffany? Yeah. So I am I'm on a social media break currently um, for the next few weeks or so, but um, yes, mental health matters, people. <laughs> um, and so definitely uh, practice good self-care, but uh, typically I'm very active on LinkedIn and I have a profile there under Tiffany Castaño. I welcome opportunities to connect with you. I do offer actually uh, one hour complimentary introductory calls as well, if you fancy that. Um, or you can find me on my email at tcastano at sufferconsulting.com. Wow. Well, I have really enjoyed getting to know you. This has been an amazing conversation. Um, and I am so impressed by your focus on just promoting human resources consulting in a positive way because this is the trend of the future. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, Tiffany, for sharing with us today. We love that you want others to aspire to greatness and move beyond what would have been that traditional HR interface and experience to something that is really incredibly human and amazing. It was our pleasure to have you today. You are our Wonder Woman in Business. Congratulations to <laughs> Tiffany Castagno. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank you for having me.